Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information, visit our website, www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK. Well, good evening and welcome everyone who um, is following us here on Word Up. And we're going through our study of the Gospel of Mark. I'm joined as usual by Pastor Akin, um, pastor here at Bright City Church and a good friend of mine. And it's great to have you, Pastor Akin. I hope you're well. Ah, now, I can't hear you for some reason. Why would that be, I wonder? Um, we were fine, weren't we, just before on the tr- test? Um, ba ba bum Now, that probably means that you can't be heard on the recording. Um, I wonder if... Let's try talking again for a second. Yeah, no, it's still not coming through to me. And I see on the microphone here it's not coming through either. Um, I wonder... We might need to get you to... Call back in, Pastor Akin, on the link. Is that okay? Yeah, thanks very much. Okay, let's uh, wait for Pastor Akin to come back, and um, I'm sure it'll work on this this time. Well, we're going through, as I say, um, the Gospel of Mark, and we've got through to verse 21. Ah, here we are. Here is. Let's um, try again with Pastor Akin here. Sign, uh, guess one. Yep. Can you That's hear me it. now? Yes, I can oh, hear you now. That great. That was a little <laughs> glitch. It does sometimes happen. And um, great to have you. Anyway, how are you doing? Thank you. I'm very well, Pastor. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm well, thanks. Really good. good yeah. Good. And um, yeah, so we're working through the first chapter of Mark and um, we're picking up. We heard last time that the, the Jesus had just called uh, some of the disciples from the shore of Galilee, those young men, and they'd immediately left their work, they'd left their family, left their father Zebedee, we heard, uh, James and John had. Um, you know, this is after Jesus, he'd been anointed by the Holy Spirit, hadn't he? And there was immediately led into the wilderness where um, he he began as he was led by the Spirit and he began to engage in the spiritual battle. He came out of there, didn't he, in the power, yes. full of the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit, yeah. begins yeah. to get his team together. Yeah. We were saying yeah. last week that, you know, wow. he's not going to do this single-handedly, even though he's the son of God, but he, he's going to build a team. So he's got the team, and then we're picking up on, he's getting his team, and we're picking up from verse 21. I'm just going to read from there. Um, so they, that's Jesus and the disciples, they went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them as one who had authority not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue, who was possessed by an evil spirit, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? 
a new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. They are, we've, gone, we've gone through to, the, to chapter 2, so mm-hmm. our um, goal is to to go through those verses and get to chapter 2 by the end of this uh, time. So thanks for uh, listening to all of that. So we've got the disciples and Jesus, and they go to to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath day they go into the synagogue, and Jesus goes in and he begins to Mm -hmm. teach. Uh, so straight away, he's he's coming to bring the message to teach Absolutely, people yes. the good news, mm-hmm. and it's in the synagogue. We know that um, this was the, the the place where people went to be taught. I read somewhere that for every ten families, there was a synagogue mm-hmm. where you know they would go for their um, instruction and and worship mm-hmm. services, etc. Verse 22, people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. What do you make of that, Pastor Akin? That's amazing. Thank you, Pastor Ian. I mean, I was, I was reading about that because that's yeah. obviously the, the part of this story that stands out. So the, that the people immediately, like you rightly said, they've been going to this, this, the synagogues every um, Sabbath day. Mm. And uh, they, they arrive there on this particular Sabbath and there is Jesus teaching and immediately... 
as um, <laughs> Mark likes to use that word, they notice that, well, the way that he's teaching is different from all the, the others, that what there was this authority. And uh, when I was reading a little bit of background into this, what, what I learned was that what was normal was for the rabbis, when they would be teaching about on the law of Moses and things like that, what they would do is that they would always refer to another authority, someone who they felt had a better insight into the scriptures than they had. And so I guess in, in today's language, we would say they would refer to some doctor or some professor or some specialist or some expert. And they would say, yeah. well, you know, this is what the scripture says, but this professor says this, this rabbi says that. And they would always refer to someone else's authority. But when Jesus came to speak, he wasn't referring to any rabbi or any you know, yeah. lawyer or scribe. He was talking as though, you know, I, I know exactly what this word means. I know exactly what it says. No, it's talking about me and I've come to proclaim yes. the good news. And so they must have been shocked that, wow, we've never heard this sort of teaching before. You know, this man isn't referring to anyone else. He's almost talking as though he was the authority that yeah. these scriptures were talking about. He was the one, you know, he yes. was the Messiah, he was the chosen one. Yes. And that's what I guess that was where the amazement came from that, wow, I've never heard anyone talk yes. like this before. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, we, we read, don't we? I remember you teaching from this, and we've often looked at it, where I think, is it in Luke, you know, he goes into the synagogue, and he yes. reads from, um, is it Isaiah 61? You know, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Yes. I am the fulfillment oh, of this scripture. Right. And, and yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it says this, what authority? So, so he's teaching with authority. He's anointed, we know, you know, with the Holy Spirit. And there's there's something about, you know, anointed authority as well. If we can even bring it to the application today, I think you know when when someone is anointed and and, and you can you can sense it, you can tell there is an authority that comes from a person uh, that is anointed by God. But uh, we won't we won't uh, go on that too much. But uh, yeah, there's there's the uh, authority of the teaching, and then immediately we go into. Um, uh, something that happens, it's kind of during the service, yes. you know, there's a, it says an evil spirit cried out, you know, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? I'm, I'm putting on a funny voice there. <laughs> but, you know, you can imagine it'd be like in the service where somebody jumped up and started screaming out. And, 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 and he said, he says, be quiet. And I mean, I was reading the commentaries and actually, you know, it's much more like, you know, shut up. You know, it's, it's a very stern, you know, be quiet. There's it's nothing kind of polite about it. It's be quiet and come out of him. Um, so in, in this, we, we, we're, we're seeing a demonstration, demonstration of that authority, exactly. aren't we? In the yeah. sense of, you know, wow, you know, even, even the demons are obeying this man. Um, yes. so, so we've got that aspect. What do you make of the... You know, the evil spirit sort of yes, crying out absolutely. in almost recognition of... Yes, again, yes. Anything well, to say well, on this particular... Say, yes, uh, on, on this one, Pastor, again, again, it's like um, the, the, the commentary I was reading again was just, um, you know, explaining this, that in, in that culture, that, uh, that they had, there, was, there was kind of like a recognition that sometimes people, um, you know, that, that uh, people were, if I can say, use the word, they had lost control of their senses in the sense that they were insane and things like that. And uh, sometimes they they, they, um, they would look at this as a sign of a demonic activity. So in that, within that Middle Eastern court, that, that was, it was like, if you like a normal thing. So like for them to see um, people casting devils, like it wasn't so much of a, sometimes maybe it's not as much, um, 
uh, the, the awareness maybe isn't there in our culture now, but that's, in that culture that's it was. True, yeah. and, and so what he was saying in the commentary was that what how the people would have been uh, and make because later on they began to say, look, he, he has authority over demons in the sense that the, the demons actually are crying out, you know, son of David, what, you know, what do you, what have we got? Yeah. To, have you come to yeah. torment us? And they would have known that you, that someone who was insane wouldn't have that sort of knowledge. Wouldn't yes. have because they didn't know who Jesus was. They still yeah. saw him as, you know, yeah. the son of Joseph and Mary, the son of the carpenter. And so there was no way that a, if, if someone had just taken a leave of their senses or was insane, as it were, they wouldn't have had that knowledge. So as soon as those demons were, were shouting out, crying out like that, they immediately would have noticed that there's something spiritual about this. This isn't just a, you know, a crazy person that, yeah. for them to yeah. acknowledge who he is. And um, what they were also saying was that those demons, they were they, they would have been aware of um, what had happened because they, they were aware of what's going on in the spiritual realm. Yes. So when Jesus Christ was baptized, for example, they would have been aware, they would have heard, they would have been aware of that voice. When yeah. the voice came from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, mm. that they would have been aware of that. They would also have known about the encounter in the desert with Satan. Yes, they would have yeah. known that their master had been bettered by this son of God. You know, yes, he'd been defeated yes. by this son of God when he gets, spoke the word to him. Mm. So they're all of the, the, these are demons who were in that region at that time. They all would have been aware of this because they're spiritual beings. Yeah. And so that was the reason why, you know, when he came, they thought, well, he, he's he's already defeated, uh, you know, our master Satan. He's come here and he's come to torment me. Mm. That's what he's come here for. He's come to defeat me with the word as well. He's come to yeah. cast me out as well. Mm. And that was why before he even said anything, they began to scream out, you know, what you've come to torment us. Yeah. And so, and as like he's rightly said, straight away he says, "Shut up and leave." You know, he doesn't give him the authority to, um, you know, to say anything else or to continue spreading any any other lies or do anything but to leave the man alone. And you know, the, the commentary the commentator was saying this is another show of God's compassion. It wasn't that he just had authority, but he also he had compassion on the man who was under the influence of that demonic activity, and he and he showed that. His authority, he had come to use it to help mankind, to bless mankind, to show his love for mankind. And that was why he took authority over that demon and he cast him out. Yes, yeah. Yes, and, and immediately sort of there's that engaging, isn't there, with the, the spiritual battle, if you like, as well. And, 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 you know, you can see the reverberations in the spiritual realm, which is, you know, just what you're referring to as well. And, and I think, you know, we think of today, you know, if we are truly moving with the authority of Jesus, with the mission of Jesus, with the, you know, without kind of, shall we say, um, compromising in, in yes. our core, then we will shake the heavenlies. We will affect, you know, demonic activity around and we will even see demonic, you know, kickback and, 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 and you know, uh, as we're engaging with God as he's yeah. calling us into this sort of spiritual battle. And we can Absolutely. see that, you know, the, 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 as you're saying there as well, that the demonic forces recognize what is genuinely, you know, coming of God? And yeah. do you remember where I think it was? Was it the seven sons of Skeva that, that right, said, yeah. "Oh, you, oh, we, this looks good. You know, we'll have a go yeah. at this sort of thing." Yeah. And the demons even said to them, "You know, Paul, we know Jesus, yes. we know, but uh, who are you? You know, you're nobody." Yes, and absolutely. and they actually got thrashed, you know, and yeah. within an inch of their life or whatever. Absolutely. You know, we don't mess around with the, these demonic forces, exactly. but we we have to be in that you know right place with God under yes. the authority covering yes. direction of the Spirit. You That's know, right. and and 
what, and, and yes, we will have power over the demonic forces. That's, that's right. the promise. Yes, exactly. But you know, it's not to be messed around with. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing for us to be afraid of as well. I no, think, nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. To, to stress that. And it's, 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 uh, when you said the seven, as soon as you mentioned the seven son of Skeevers, I, I mentioned, I thought of that centurion who came to Jesus and he said, you know, you don't need to come into my house, just say the word and, you know, that's, that's yeah. good because I myself, I'm a man under authority. And when I yes, say yes. to this, you know, soldier, mm. go here, he goes. And Jesus was, Jesus was amazed that, you know, this man had that, that level of understanding yes. that to see that he had authority over not mm. just him, but over sickness as well. And he only had to say the word and that sickness would go. And that's what we, as you rightly said, we need to make sure that our lives are, you know, in line with the word of God. And we bring yes. ourselves under the authority of God. You know, we don't yeah. we do random things, just do ex but, exercise in our own will, doing what we want to do. Yes. But we, we're submitted to his authority. And when yes. we are submitted to his authority, yeah. then we can exercise that authority that he has given to us. Yes. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he, is it must or will flee from you? Flee it's from both. You, yes. But um, isn't that amazing? Even the devil himself, if we're submitted to God, he has to flee from us when we Absolutely. rebuke him. So there yeah. you go. Wonderful. Then we're going on. So we know the, the the spirit came out of him. The people were so amazed. What is this? A new teaching and with authority even gives orders to the spirits. And then it says news about him spread quickly throughout the whole region. So we've got, you know, the deliverance, the news is quickly spreading. And wouldn't it be the same today? Uh, as as you know, we think of let's think about this. I mean, we're going on to more. We've got healings coming here, deliverance immediately. They kind of we might say miracles, signs, and wonders. And um, you know, it might briefly just think about the purpose of signs and wonders. You know, we have to you know signs and wonders. We read that they follow the preaching of the gospel. And yes. and, and I think of I've heard this phrase. You know. Signs point, signs point to Jesus, signs point to God yeah. and, and, and wonders cause people to wonder and, and wonder, you know, and bring them to Jesus. We're not to chase signs and wonders for the sake of signs and wonders. We're not to have an unhealthy yearning for signs and wonders. We had to have that, you know, desire to see the gospel of Jesus Christ, to see Jesus preached and proclaimed. The signs and wonders will follow. Um, right. Any, any yeah. thoughts on that at all? Yes, you're you're, you're, you're quite right, um, Pastor. Ray. I mean, when you, when you think about it, we look at the um, the children of Israel when they were just they they saw. I mean, the, the miracles that they saw were just. Um, they were just unbelievable, weren't they? They were just yeah. sitting on the Red Sea. They saw these things. They saw a manna from heaven. They saw the way that, um, you know, God fought the Egyptians on their behalf. They, they experienced so many miracles. But at the end of the day, when you look at it, they, 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 they didn't mature in their faith in God, either their trusting of God. And um, it's, this, it's the same thing when you look at all these miracles that Jesus performed as well. You know, at the end, many of those people that were the beneficiaries of those miracles, they, they deserted him. At the end, and it was only yeah. his few friends, the one of these close followers, the ones that really loved him, had gone beyond just seeking after the miracles. They were actually seeking the relationship with, with the man, with God. That's, that's, good. that's what yes, kept them. Yes, yes, yes. And um, you know, so these things are for us to mature, and we don't, like you rightly yes. said, yeah. we should never be, and we should be careful because we shouldn't forget that there are workers of false signs and false miracles. And yes, what they do is that they, rather than lead us to the Lord, they lead us away from God. They lead us to, to the people who are who are performing these, very good. I don't know what we can call Thank them, you. miracles yes. or wonders or whatever. Yes. And ultimately they're leading us to the devil. 
Yes. So we need to be very careful that we're not, like he's rightly said, let's not pursue the signs, the wonders, the miracles, all these things as great as they are, but let's pursue the Lord. Let's and pursue Jesus. Said, yes. Yes, let's pursue Jesus. And as we, we're doing that, and he says, these signs will follow yeah. the preaching of the gospel. And he set that example himself. The first thing yeah. he did when he went into the synagogue, he began to teach the people. Yes. So he didn't want them to rely on the, the mm. casting out of the devils or the healings, but on the word of God. And yeah. on the relationship with God and what he had, that was what he came to do. He came to, to redeem us back to the Father. So that's what he wants us to, to focus on. Wonderful stuff. Thanks. So then we got um, in this action-packed gospel of, of Mark, which is really the gospel that, as Peter shared it, said, as soon as they left the synagogue, you know, and, and often we have immediately, straightway, as soon as. So they leave the synagogue and then they find themselves um, with James and John at Simon and Andrew's house. And um, it says that Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever and Jesus was told about it. So he went to her and it says here, he took her hand and he helped her up and the fever left her and she began to wait on them. Again, we, we've not you know, not got a particular description of them, him sort of commanding something. And we know he may well have, I'm sure he, he did something, you know, he, he's healed her. But here we're, we're really highlighted. He took her hand and he helped her up. You know, what, what did that look like? I wonder if it was kind of, you know, helping her, helping her sit up, help, you know, maybe putting his hand behind her. I mean, have you ever helped an old lady up out of bed? I used to do it a lot as part of my job. You know, it takes some yes. physical getting, you know, behind and helping. And yes. we used to do the manual handling, how to help someone out of bed. You know, So I'm thinking, I wonder how Jesus helped her up out of the bed and and it says yeah. the fever left her you know here's the compassionate gentle yes. caring jesus i'm not just saying look you're healed right come on where's your faith i've said you're healed now get up no he says he, he took a hand he he helped her um yes. what do you think well it's amazing yes but i absolutely agree um you know this these are the early days of uh, you know peter and, and andrew james and john with the lord he just like he said just called them earlier to say come and follow me they yeah. left everything they're following him they probably went into the synagogue with him and it's, it's interesting one of one of the commentaries that i was reading was just saying about how you know um simon and andrew it says that they, they, they told jesus about that and he was just saying in those early days of their relationship, they didn't really know, you know, was, was, was Jesus willing to help? Did he want to help? Did he do that sort of thing? Would he come into their house? They, they were, so they were feeling their way into the relationship. So, that, so that rather than just say, oh, can you come and heal her? Can you come and do something? Can you come and, they just said, oh, they just told, they just mentioned it to him to say, you know, oh, your yes. mother-in-law is not feeling well and waiting to see how he would respond. And his response was to come into their home. The response yeah. was to go into her room. The response was, like you rightly said, he didn't just stand there and say, you know, get up, the Son of God is here, rise yeah, up, and all yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. He actually just took her hand. We, we will believe gently and, mm. and kindly with compassion. Mm. And then he, he lifts her up, he raises her up. And, uh, you know, he said that we should be encouraged to know that that's the way that Jesus really he he's he, he's wanted to have that that type of intimate relationship with us as well yeah. he wants to be involved in anything because the commentator was actually saying this story of its own it doesn't really doesn't really add anything to the you know to the to the ministry of jesus you know this yeah. woman just had a fever she wasn't dead she wasn't dying yeah. or anything like that mm. and he just says it's, it's all about jesus being concerned about everything that's concerned our life 
Yeah. And he was encouraging us to think, you know, just as Peter and Andrew, they're just beginning to walk with the Lord and say, we don't know whether he's how he's going to respond to this. He says, well, everything that bothers us, we should, we should tell the Lord. Yeah. Don't think it's too small. Don't think it's too big. You know, yeah. He wants to be involved. Tell him about it and get, let, get, get involved with everything that, um, you know, um, you know, that involves that, that, that applies to you. Yes. And he says the other thing also was to see how, you know, the disciples, those early disciples, how their response to Jesus to follow him immediately actually led to Jesus coming into the home of Peter's mother-in-law. That what would have happened maybe if, if Peter and Andrew had delayed, you know, the call had come and they delayed and said, oh, we're too, we're too busy, Jesus, we're, we're fishers. And would, would Jesus have, would they have had that connection for him to come into the, to the house, to come and heal the mother-in-law? And, he, the, and the, the commentary was just saying again, he says, you know, when you get a call from Jesus to do anything, no matter how small it is, he says, do it. You could be, it could be, be the doorway to a blessing into the, your family, yes. into your, your yes. neighborhood, into Very your community, way, wherever you are. So Absolutely. he said, whatever Jesus asks you to do, and yeah. he says, do it immediately, just like they did. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. Right. So um, then it, it went, I wonder if the, um, the town, it seems, have heard about the healing, not only the deliverance, but maybe they heard about the healing of... Um, Simon's mum, because it said that evening people brought to Jesus all the sick and the demon possessed. So there was a, a physical healing, and there was a, a, um, a there was a sort of exorcism of somebody, yeah. and and therefore, right, everyone, come quick. And it says the whole town gathered at the no. door. <laughs> so you've not you've got the sick and those who are experiencing oppression of demons, demon possessed as well, and. The whole town gathered at the door as well. This is after dark, you know, after sunset. So it's in in the dark. They're probably all coming to watch and see what would happen because they're not all saying, "Oh, let's go and watch this." You know what's going on here, and and uh, it can it's quite a scene, isn't it? Really, the whole town at the door at night. It says Jesus healed many who had various diseases. So all types of diseases. He drove out many demons, and uh, it says it wouldn't let he wouldn't let them speak we've talked about that last time yeah. why that was and then it goes on say very early in the morning while it was still dark so that's we're talking you know it could be before 5 30 between 5 30 yeah. and 6 a.m uh, it's 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 before then it's still dark jesus got up he left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed and it says they, they, they came looking to him and, you know, and, and, and later and said, everyone's looking for you, you know. And, and he said, anyway, let, let's think about that first. Yeah, because then, then he said, let's go somewhere else to nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. Wow. So, yeah, the, and, and I'm thinking, you know, even the son of God, he's, he's been ministering. He's had this first real kind of described um day if you like of intense ministry where everyone's coming to him he, he's he's praying for the demon that's to be um people to be set free of demons he's free. healing and then you know he he's got to go uh, the son of god himself he even he has to go to be with the father to pray mm. and be refreshed and yeah, yeah. You, you know how much more do we need to yeah. um to, to be praying, to living praying. a prayerful life. Yes. And interestingly, to, to go on. Well, yeah, yeah. I said he goes into a solitary place alone, you know. A solitary place, good. Yes, go on. 
Oh no, sorry, that was all I was going to say. When he yeah, solitary yeah, voice, solitary and then he, voice. he seems to almost yeah. get into instruction. It's almost as though he, he again he, he's focused on that mission again, isn't he? To say, right, we're not just going to stay here because the people are just going to keep coming here to see the miracles and all that sort of. No, I've got to go and preach the gospel somewhere else. I've got to go and advance the gospel in these areas. You know, this is why I've come. You know, this is my calling. This is my mission. And he was focused on that. It's almost as though he gets that refocus, that power again, that strength again, and that vision again to go somewhere else and continue the ministry to advance his kingdom. That's so good. Absolutely. You know, it's, um, you know, in the busyness of suddenly, you know, the mission's there and, and he's involved. And you think of the pressure of the people. I mean, even his close friends are saying, Everyone is looking for you. You know, everyone wants you. There's all the sick people still, uh, you know, and, and we think you should be there. You know, we read in other accounts, you know, what almost why are we going anywhere else? You know, we need to be here. And, and you think of the pressure coming from people and even the yeah. pressure to people, please, the pressure yes. to be with people. If we want to try and kind of bring this over even to our own lives, yeah. there yeah. could be pressure coming on us and there will be pressure rather uh, coming on us from all around, from people, from the desires of people, the preferences of people, the wishes of people, the demands of the needs of people. But yeah. Unless we are connected with God through that solitary in the secret place, you know, knowing him, to know his will. And like you said, okay. yes, the, the, the will, we, we can see it seems like it was revealed. No, I need to, this is why I've come. I need to go to all the villages to preach the good news. Yes, healing the sick is important, but unless the preaching of the word and the gospel, you know, they won't be set free from their sin, the bondage. This is the why I've come. Again, we've got that kind of almost the the the, the, the weighing up of the, the miracles, signs, the healings, and the the gospel, the the reason yes. why I've come. Yes, I know they're related, but this is yes. good stuff. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, so how much more do we need to be connected in the secret place with our prayer life? God will always keep us focused, will refresh us, will keep us going in the right direction. So he traveled throughout Galilee preaching. Yeah, he's, he's back on it. <laughs> Not that he was diverted, but, but you know, he's, he's preaching the word in their synagogues and driving out demons. Then it says a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. I, I read in a commentary, interestingly, that, you know, the, the lepers couldn't get in the towns. They would be kept out, you know, because they were, un, they were deemed unclean. And so, um, you know, this man who, who desperately wanted to be healed but he couldn't get to Jesus he wouldn't have been allowed to go to Simon's house to access you know this person who was who was healing people but um, thankfully now that Jesus is, is listened to the father and said we must go and it's in the going that he came upon this man with leprosy and 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 the the man says, "If you are willing, you can make me clean." He knew he had faith. He knew that here was his means of of healing, of cleansing, of of redemption. You know, so he had some incredible faith there. And wow. and it says, you know, if you are willing, oh, are you, you know, can can you hear people? Sometimes we hear people say, you might even say it yourself. Jesus, are you willing to heal me? I wonder, you know, I'm experiencing this, but if you are willing, 
you know, I wonder if I wonder if God is willing. Is he? Does he? Does he want me to experience this? Does he want me to go through? Or does he really want me to be healed? And and Jesus takes away the if. He says mm. he's filled with compassion. This is God come to earth, filled with compassion. He reached out. He touched the man. Mm. I am willing. The if is removed. I am mm. willing. I want to heal you. I want to cleanse you, restore you. And if I can just also say, when we think of a man with leprosy and, and you know, leprosy represented really the, the ravages of sin, the, the, the sort of the, un, the uncleanliness of sin, if you like, the, the separation that comes from, from sin, separating from God, separating from the community, and so, you know, this is really a picture as well of, of us in our state of sinfulness and, and God saying, I have compassion and I am willing to make you clean, to cleanse you of all your sin yeah. through, you know, I've, I've done it on the cross. If you are just, if you would have faith in me, you will be clean. You will be wow. made clean. Yeah. Wow. So yes. the... Uh, and then, uh, interestingly, goes on to he gives the um, the leper a warning not to tell people about what had gone on. He says, "Don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest, and um, and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing." And um, it wow. seems like you know he wanted to see him restored to the full community life. You know, this poor guy had been out of the town, away from. He wasn't allowed to go to the synagogue. wasn't allowed to, you know, um, enjoy and participate in community life. But oh, so God yes. wanted to him fully restored in that way. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yes, brother. I was going to say it's just showing again that God's compassion. Yeah. And, it's, and it's the contrast between what, what he did and what sometimes we see happening today. It's like when he keeps telling people, you know, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. I think it's almost like the opposite of what we would do. If, if something like that happened, you know, to us, we would want to tell everybody, you know, or to share the testimonies. Like, want well, to bring the person, you know, bring him along, you know, let him follow. You know, he, like, you, like you rightly said, he's, you know, the, 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 the thoughts of the Lord were for this man, what was going to be beneficial for him. And that someone else would have said, you know, oh, look, I'm going to take you along everywhere I go and show people, you know, this man was once a leper and, you know, I've healed him and all this sort of thing. But Jesus Christ wasn't like that. He was for the man, you know, to be restored, like he said, to his community, for his life to go on and for him to be blessed in God. And that's that's how that's the nature of God. It wasn't about it wasn't about Jesus. He knew who he was and he was, you know, he was completely secure in that. And he didn't need anything to validate who he was. You know, he was focused on the mission, you know. And yeah. the mission, like he said, was to bring that salvation, to bring that redemption to mankind. And that uh, I always see this as, as, as a, a contrast to ministry sometimes today where when somebody gets healed or something happens, we want, which is, when I'm not saying there's anything wrong in people sharing their testimony, obviously to give the glory to God, but not to not to glorify the ministry or the person, but, but to give God the glory, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, that's good. And um, also... 
it's interesting. I think um, that there are we we hear that there are real consequences, though, of the the man not obeying what Jesus asked him to do. You know, we 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 we've talked about the motivation for where, why Jesus might have said that to him. Um, you know, about wanting him to be fully restored, etc. And maybe about you know not wanting folks to know yet exactly who he was, etc. Um, but uh, it says. You know, instead he went out and talked freely about it, spreading the news. And, and we can almost say, well, well, yes, wouldn't we? You know, imagine if you've been healed, you've been a leper for so long, you, you, it would be bursting out of you, wouldn't it? But uh, there, were, there were ramifications, consequences. It says, as a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly. You know, the Son of God could no longer enter towns to do what he wanted to do. You know, this mission, this... this so if you like, the, the disobedience actually affected almost, you could say, plan A or in Jesus. And, and, but he had to stay outside in lonely places. When it says lonely places, you know, is that... Was it lonely for the Lord? Lonely places? I, I think so. Because, I mean, he had... You know, if you think he 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 was fully human and fully God, he had you know human needs of companionship and things, and and yet there was that sense of you know rather than being able to go into the towns, he had to go in these lonely places um, as a result of this guy not doing what he was asked to do. Yeah, and 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 we <laughs> we can maybe think about even ourselves. You know, God often asks us to do things and we you know how obedient are we are we obedient are we disobedient and yes. we might think oh well you know what's the big deal i'm not sure i don't think that but say somebody might say well what's the big deal it's you know if, if i might miss out on the the full blessing there but no there's there's other ramifications other yes. people are affected by our choices and decisions yes. and it says here the very son of god couldn't do something that he, he seemed like he wanted to do. D do you yeah, pick so that up from this? Yes. Would you agree with I mean, that the, kind of the, interpretation? The, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't look at it in that way. But as, as, as you were talking, I was just thinking it's a bit like uh, the life of a celebrity. You know, some of they, they can't they can't go out anywhere, can they? They have to, um, you know, they have to disguise themselves when they yeah. want to go out places because they can't they can't live a normal life anymore. Because when people see them. You know, they want to flock to them and, and to yeah. worship them and touch them and take pictures of them. And, you know, it, it's, um, you know, some people might think it's, well, it's a glamorous lifestyle. But I don't think it is for the people who have to live like that. If you rightly said, it's quite lonely. You you, you don't um, get to, you can't trust anybody. You can't, um, you know, lead a normal life and it affects you. It affects your relationships. You know, if you've got children, it affects them as well. And um, I don't think that that's not the, a, a, a healthy way of living. And we can sometimes see how... That has a negative impact on on, on these celebrities. But you're, but you're quite right. It did it did have an impact, and um, you know we shouldn't take uh, the Lord's instructions for, for for granted. You know, it doesn't. Even though we can't, like you rightly said, even though we might not be able to see, uh, we might think of well, it's a small thing. Why? Well, if you say I shouldn't tell anyone, if I do tell anyone, two people, what I mean, what difference does it make? But like you rightly said here, it did make a, a big difference to to the Lord's life actually, because yeah. he wasn't able to go to the places that he wanted to go to and speak to the people that he wanted to speak to. Instead, he had to now go to these places where they had to come to him. And that brought problems for them, I guess, because we do see in certain times um, 
where the people came out to where he was and they were there for three days with nothing to eat and nothing to nothing to drink and he had to provide food for them before they could go back to where they had come from so yes in in, in i guess in the long run this, this act of disobedience it does have far-reaching uh, ramifications for a lot of people that he wouldn't have actually thought about when he disobeyed yeah. that um, instruction yes I, I remember you know many years ago sort of if you like ministering helping speaking to a youth uh, leader who you know made it wanted to make a choice that uh, he wanted to just do his own thing he wanted to step away from from the youth work that he was doing and pursue you know a relationship that um yeah, he knew was was not uh, right with 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 God and with the scriptures but he said look it, it's my choice i want to do it why are you trying to why are you trying to stop me? What's it got to do with you? What what has it got to do with anyone else? What I choose. I remember him saying it, you know, just sort of leave me alone. This is my decision. It's my choice. What has it got to do with anyone else? And uh, I remember sort of saying, well, don't you see the impact and the effect that this decision is going to have on all of those young people who, you know, all of those youth who who look up to you, who look yes. to you for this, and, and suddenly it's going to seem like you've done this and just, and, and you know, the ramifications of our decisions go a lot further than um, yes. we might want to think at times. And, and yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's worth thinking carefully about our choices uh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we've we've made it to chapter two. We've made it to the end of chapter one. That, that is it. Um, and so that's great. Dear friends, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're going to be picking up again on the Mark chapter two when we come together in two weeks time, actually, because next Sunday is Easter Sunday and we're having a break from Word Up on Easter Sunday night. Uh, but we'll be back again for Mark chapter two on uh, the 11th of April, the week after, on with Word Up here. So thanks for joining us. Let's just pray um, into what God has shown us through this um, passage that we've looked at today. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we, we thank you for your word. Thank you for this example that you've shown us today of the ministry and life of Jesus. Thank you for showing us the authority that Jesus has and we have in him. Thank you for showing us the compassion and care that he has and we must have, can have and should have, Lord, as we are led by his spirit into sharing the gospel and helping people around us, Father. Lord, continue to show us the truth, show us who you are, show us your way as we continue to study the Gospel of Mark. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks again, Pastor Akin. Thank you, Pastor Ian. All God right. bless. God bless. Have a wonderful Easter, and we'll see you. I'll, I'll see you probably before, but we'll see you in two weeks' time. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye, God everyone. Bless. Good night. Bye.